Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. of Cal's Corner Radio Show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. My name is Cal Korf and I'm your host and the executive producer of the show is the one and only Rob McConnell. Folks, for those of you who follow the show and I know that a lot of you do literally around the world because I see reports from uh, Rob McConnell on the uh, metrics, the listenership that is literally global for this show as well as the Exxon Broadcast Network in general. Again, I'd like to thank you for your support. We continue to give you the exclusive and follow this incredible story about a famous uh, TV producer. He's produced a lot of shows for Fox Television Network, for example, is just one example. Mr. Rob, Robert Kiviat, he's produced everything from the Alien Autopsy shows to World's Greatest Hoaxes, Secrets Finally Revealed. As we have covered his story, he has now filed a lawsuit against a couple of parties. He will explain what he has done, why it is relevant to the UFO community, the intelligence community. Rather than have me talk about it and describe it, let's bring on Bob Kiviat. He can speak for himself. Bob, welcome back to the show for uh, giving us the latest update here. The entire segment is yours. Oh, great to be back with you, Cal. How are you tonight? I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, well, so, basically, as you've been yeah, following the story, we've taken the next step now. We have filed the documents in court, and uh, it's an official uh, court case now moving forward and being processed. Okay, so just to repeat here, the lawsuit that you have talked about, that you have given the public uh, plenty of knowledge about, certainly the parties involved, you have now filed the uh, paperwork in the courts. It's official. It's a done deal. And now the game is on, as they say. Yeah, I mean, the process will go forward. And the way we should be phrasing it is that the court documents have been filed. They're inside the court system. We have probably going back to the case in the next 24, I would think, the four hours. Uh, sometimes the process regarding uh, 
that require, you know, electronic filing these days. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what we're dealing with, electronic. So once we get the confirmation that we have our, our case number and all that, it will be official. And then the parties in, in this particular case will be served. And uh, we're, we're off and running, as you said. Okay, great. Now, uh, again, uh, to confirm, the papers have been filed. As you said, there will be a court number or case number assigned to it. That information will then go public. Of course, UFO researchers being what they are, they love the Internet, of course. Uh, they have this love-hate relationship with it. These documents will become public. And then, of course, people will know about the contents uh, specifically of the suit. Now, can you recap for our listeners here, Bob, why your lawsuit is important for UFO research in general and investigative journalism as a whole? That's a great question. Well, when I took the position working for uh, InterNASA run by Joe Firmage and supported in many ways by the uh, scientific has a, a huge CIA background dealing with what's called UFOs and phenomenology, uh, whether or not he has other activities at the CIA, which he, of course he did have, this was an area that he more or less culled as, a, as the head of the weird desk. And the weird desk would be anything that falls into the category of not exactly your normal everyday science, things that are a little bit on the fringe, things where you'd be looking at whether or not the Russians or the Chinese or even our own people are developing things that could have a, an effect on national security. And so basically what happened many years ago is that the UFO field got very much uh, focused on by people like Ron Pandolfi and before him. A gentleman named Kit Green ran the mm-hmm. weird desk before him. Mm-hmm. Now, these indi- these individuals were looking at the UFO community. They were also looking at people that claimed to be developing developing anti gravity research or advanced propulsion. So, uh, keeping an eye on that for many years, doing my TV programs for both the Fox Network and NBC, NBC Universal and Sci Fi Channel uh, and the like. Um, I did discover that Joe Firmage, who was a huge uh, dot-com leader in the 90s, he had built one of the biggest companies dealing with websites called U.S. Web, and he left that in in kind of a shocking kind of turn of events in the late 90s. He determined that after making a fortune in Silicon Valley, he wanted to devote his research to UFO research and things of that nature. He even had an experience that, that affected his life. So he was always on the periphery of my research and my own research for TV production and for just researching the field to see what he was up to. And uh, being interested in anti-gravity propulsion research and what it might mean and how – I noticed a certain people, as I said, I think one of our other interviews, um, he basically, I discovered that the people that have been in the government, the former director of the National Security Agency – Deputy Director of the CIA, Admiral Bobby Ray Inman, he mm-hmm. had uh, clearly shown interest in anti-gravity research. Uh, Gordon Gordon Cooper, a very well-known astronaut, had also yes. shown interest in anti-gravity research. And there and there seems to be some interest in UFOs with these individuals as well. Uh, I had Admiral Bobby Ray Inman in one of my programs, UFOs, the best evidence ever caught on tape. Uh, that's available on Netflix tonight. Anybody can watch it. And you'll see Admiral Inman go over this UFO footage we showed him for both Area 51, Gulf Breeze, Florida, different things. And he, he thought there was truly something mystery, mysterious and interesting there. So we always felt, my production company, that if we stayed focused on that kind of research and the people that were interested, we might, we might discover something. And lo and behold, back in, uh, uh, I would say, about 2017 or so, in the I would, late fall, I discovered that Joe Firmage was putting out the messages to everyone he could could speak to that he had been developing anti-gravity research and also educational – an an educational academy to go along with it to explain what anti-gravity research and advanced propulsion could mean if we discovered it. He claimed that he was on the verge of discovering it and demonstrating it, and he had millions of dollars of investment money involved in developing it. And so I reached out to him and said, how, how far along are you? I have an interest in this area. He said, we're ready to go. I said, well, what would you need from a guy like me? I'm interested. He said, well, we'd like you to build the studio. We'd like you to do things that are similar to, to the Stars Academy. And the way that came out was Joe asked me very early, Bob um, or Robert, 
what do you know about To The Stars Academy? And I said, well, I know they're doing something along the lines of releasing information, maybe even have access, access to certain videos. This was before they ever released any videos or the New York Times wrote about these videos and these claims being made by To The Stars Academy. But mm-hmm. there was already some indication Tom DeLonge, Tom DeLonge had gone public, and Joe was concerned that he was getting more or less uh, a bum steer because he felt this To The Stars Academy sounded a lot like his company, which was called InterNASA, the International Academy of Science and Arts. Yes, and then yes, he said, yes. isn't, it in- isn't it interesting that Hal Putoff is a big member of To The Stars Academy when, wait a minute, he was working with me on my technology in 2009, 2010, before I you know, went away and came back with my stuff. So pretty much, why is that? I can't understand that. I said, well, Joe, what do you think happened? He said, well, I think Hal's... Uh, kind of uh, copying me and telling these people what, you know, I was going to come up with. And he said, the one thing that's different about me uh, is that I'm developing real technology. To the Stars Academy is developing a lot of theories and a lot of papers and whatnot, but no real science, no real technology being developed. Now, my understanding is Pendolfi at the CIA also felt that if he is still with the CIA, which he says he is, um, that he was uh, very, very much uh, taken by Joe because Joe at least was developing real technology. There was a real machine. It was really uh, something that he was putting into a laboratory testing. And so I figured this is a good group of people to join. They offered me a very, very lucrative contract. Uh, my lawyer in Beverly Hills vetted the contract, and he felt it was a very uh, uh, solid contract. And then, of course, there was this uh, very clear indication from Joe Firmage that he already had the investment money in the company to pay my salary. And he Mm -hmm. confirmed that to my attorney in uh, what we call the red line document, which said pretty much this is what we're going to have. We're going to have money in the account by a certain date that predated my start date, which was January 1st, 2018. So we thought we were were in good shape. Unfortunately, within the first couple of days of my uh, joining Joe's company, uh, it became clear that, yes, Ron Pendolfi clearly was involved. He had an operative that was working alongside with us, who was actually not only working with uh, Ron, but he actually came from where Ron was in Virginia. And he wanted to literally come out to see Joe and see what he could do to help us. Mainly, it was really something that I think Ron was more or less spearheading to be able to get this individual to Joe's property to at least try to observe what Joe was doing, observe the company's growth. And I was now running what's called the, the media division. I was actually trying to get press releases out to the public about what Joe was doing. We were, I was also asked to uh, work with the uh, investment group of people that wanted to put money in. And the main person that was supposed to be putting his money in from day one was a gentleman named Daniel Marriott. Uh, Daniel Marriott is a former congressman from Utah. He wow. was fairly close to Joe. Mm-hmm. He had access to uh, to money, of course, but he also had a real interest in the technology. And that's where things got a little bit crazy. Uh, Dan Marriott said to me, I want to put the money in, Bob. I want to do the right thing here, but I need certain things to be to be satisfied. I need to make sure Joe's not being hassled by any official dome like the FBI or the SEC there was some concern there that there were some problems, and pretty okay. much we, Bob, we resolved Bob, that. Yep. Bob, yep. real quickly, we've got a 12-minute yep. segment here. If you're here just for the one segment, uh, will you, are you able to wrap it up, or are you able to join us for one more? It's up to you. Uh, uh, I could stay with you a little longer if you feel I went too long. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, like yeah, I, I understand it's also complicated and involved, and this is unprecedented. Uh, what we're going to do, folks, is Bob has agreed to give us his generous time for one more segment here. He'll go ahead and wrap this up over the course of the next segment and explain why it is important. We'll come back after this commercial break. And boy, this is just beginning, because as you can see from this first segment here, everything he said, this has never happened in the UFO field, or to be blunt, investigative journalism. We'll be right back after this commercial break. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. 
yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome back to the second segment here on Cal's Corner Radio Show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. My name is Cal Korf and I'm your host and the executive producer of the show is Rob McConnell. Folks joining us, as you saw or heard in the first segment, is Robert Kiviat, a longtime uh, – I consider him to be one of the elite TV producers. He has a long pedigree of exposing and covering the paranormal. Uh, his track record speaks for himself. He's got World's Greatest Hoaxes, Secrets Finally Revealed. He's got the Alien Autopsy Specials, UFO's Best Evidence Caught on Tape, Parts 1 and 2. He's been doing this for many, many years, decades long. One of the reasons I've enjoyed working with him as a journalist uh, and talking head and analyst in some of these productions and in TV in general is he's one of the few producers who really knows his subjects uh, that he covers inside out and backwards. Now what Bob is doing is he's giving us uh, some of his time here to explain in this second segment here uh, what his lawsuit is about against uh, certain parties. He was talking about the CIA and DIA scientist, Mr. Ronald Pandolfi, whose hands, it seems, has been caught in the proverbial cookie jar. It's going to be very interesting to get him under oath, see what he has to say, because he's either operating rogue or he's following orders, let's be honest. It's pretty much a binary issue, and whenever things are binary in nature, you can often figure out what something is by eliminating everything that you know it is not. Okay, Bob, welcome back. I'm going to shut up now. Please take it from where we're talking, and uh, please continue. Well, I do appreciate the way you just laid that out, Cal. And thank you very much for what you said. I appreciate that. It's it's it's, a, it's been a hard uh, road for me to bring these type of stories to network television, and recognize that in the field of UFOs or anti gravity research or anything like this, there's a lot of question marks. You know, we we don't have a lot of answers, a lot of questions, but not a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. But what we do have to what we do have to have, Cal, and I'm sure you agree, is honesty. And when things get not honest, when things are are obfuscated, or when things are not done on the up and up, I think most Americans say, you know, they cry foul. That's not mm-hmm. cool. So what happened here? Back to the story is that, and I, and I was talking fast because I wasn't sure how much longer I have with you tonight. So no I'll problem. slow it down a little bit for everybody and understand what I was saying before the break was that. There's a real job that I did. It's really to bring this company called InterNASA, the International Academy of Science and Arts, into the public uh, lexicon and let the public understand what it is. Joe's research on this device is really uh, not, not finished, clearly. He's trying to get some kind of real science done, I do believe. And this is something that I bought in on and signed a contract to perform duties. Now, I took, I took my regular career, moved it aside, and decided to move forward in this area. 
with Joe, Ron Pandolfi, and Daniel Marriott, really of the Hotel Marriott, you know, chain. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm really saying is that this was something where Daniel Marriott seemed to want to control. He made it clear very early, which will come out in the court case. He made it clear to me and to anyone I think he talked to that he wanted to be the sole investor. He didn't want anyone else to invest so that when he did not put the money in right at the top of the beginning of my job there, then my pay never started. And so therefore, they were going to go out and look for other investors, and I was helping Joe achieve that. But the way that I was helping was I was communicating to investors that as far as I could tell from all the information I was getting, Ron Pendolfi was clearly involved. And what, what Daniel Marriott wanted to know was, well, if, you know, if he's involved, then can he give some level of guarantee that the science was legitimate? And as far as we could tell, I working in the company with Joe on a daily basis, on all the phone calls we've had, it became very clear that Ron was observing this company very closely through an operative he had. Slowly but surely was living at his house. Uh, he became a member of Joe's almost family. I mean, he lived at Joe's house, and Ron was in daily contact with this individual on Joe's property, watching the development of the machine, watching mm. all the activities. So Daniel Mary, I kept asking over and over, Bob, you know, can you, you know, I spoke to him several times. I'm not saying we spoke every day, mm -hmm. but he was asking me sort of as a communications guy and the media guy and the guy that was actually talking to networks already, TV networks on both the East and West Coast about making TV programs about what Joe was working on same time that To The Stars Academy was sending in people to Hollywood to say they wanted to make TV shows with their technology or their claims of maybe one day being involved in technology. And the difference was that Joe had real technology. Okay. I think aspect. We were competing Bob? The show that Joe was doing. Mm -hmm. That is where there was no money coming to me. I was not being mm -hmm. paid. Mm -hmm. So without getting paid, I felt I had to continue on. And I did work my tail off for months and months and months. And the salary arrears grew until finally Daniel Marriott felt, well, I got to give Bob something. We got to give him something. So mm -hmm. he wrote me a small check. And mm -hmm. that check at this point was the only payment I received for the entire year plus I've been working with these people. And so that's the lawsuits about that. But more importantly, the lawsuit now will also get into all the obfuscation that the government or people like we're describing uh, kind of pull off on people like me. Uh, there's something called a flytrap where they bring people into different operations and maybe they're not on the up and up. I did not think that would be the case with Ron, but unfortunately it may well be. This is maybe not as legitimate as I had hoped it was. But as far as I'm concerned, my work was still done the same way. I still worked my tail off as a media guy and a, and a communications guy for the company, and we were waiting for money to come, but apparently Marriott felt he would not put money in, but the cash 22 was he said he, wouldn't put in, he would definitely not put any money in if money came from any other investor. So that was a real cash 22 and a real kind of uh, not kosher thing that my lawyer feels falls into some very, very uh, not good categories, and we'll leave that for the court case. But uh, that's the basic summary of it. You know how? Okay, let's for us. Um, Bob, uh, if you can share this with uh, our listeners here, how has Pindolfi's interactions been with you since he since he first heard from the article that you were uh, kind enough to give me the exclusive interviews for, where you shared this information uh, for the first time, where it talked about uh, Harry Reid's uh, black budget money, Robert Bigelow, and so on. What has his reactions been with you? Uh, has he been straight up with you? Uh, he's been all over the place. I would say, uh, at one point he sounded very much like he wanted to help me get paid. He wanted to figure out ways of which I could be compensated for the work I've done. He recognized the work was real. He talked to people in the company that were working alongside, you know, the people with me. And so he verified the hard work I had done. Like he needed that. I think he already knew that, but he said he had to go through that process and he did. And when he verified that, he came up with some potential people that could maybe offset my salary arrears. But I think once he started to get closer to the lawsuit being filed, as he gathered it, I think he got a little more defensive. And I think we're really not sure where he's coming from right now. As we move on to the court case that has been filed, I'm not sure exactly where he's coming from, as my lawyer feels the same way. We really don't know. 
Same thing with Daniel Marriott. We're not quite sure where he's coming from. Uh, we understand his lawyers are defending him, claiming he doesn't have any obligation or any kind of uh, culpability yet. But that's what they always say before, before court, <laughs> you know, case you the motion. So we'll see yes. how it goes, Cal. But, but I think you brought up a really good point for, before we end tonight. I want to make sure all your listeners know that this lawsuit has two main functions. Mm-hmm. One, for me to get paid, paid for all the hard work. I've been damaged immensely financially. I gave up a lot of regular television work to work with this company and develop their media plan, their TV plans, and try to find a way to conflate that with my own, but it's not easy to do. So the bottom line is I did my job and I have not been paid. It's affected my family. It's affected people in my life, and I have been damaged. But number two, it also is a door opener now to the entire UFO phenomena, cover-up, if you will, Things that government's been obfuscating for years. You know, there are individuals on the periphery, like Kit Green, who used to run the, uh, the uh, uh, weird desk before Ron Pandolfi, and Hal Putoff, who now is a major player to the Stars Academy. And then there's this, this individual who, who now owns Skinwalker Ranch, who has a large interest in this entire thing going back years ago with Joe Furnage. So Joe has a, a cast of characters around him that, that kind of overlap into Two Stars Academy. Kit Green, who used to run the Weird Desk, and Hal Putoff were involved in the very early round of this development of Joe's Machine, per se, in 2009-2010. Now, although Hal Putoff claims they determined that wasn't a very viable science, he's on record, you can see him on videos, actually saying back then how important and how uh, intricate this technology is the word actually I think that they were using was it's a very um, it's a unique technology that has fragility to it. In other words, it's fragile because we don't know if it's proven yet. And it's fragile because we don't want to get too many people thinking about a certain way before we know for sure. So there's fragility involved here. But they now are claiming, at least put off is, that they determined that Joe had no, had no real technology. But if that's the case, why will Ron Pendolfi stay with the technology and I have seen some of the research. So there's something there. There's no doubt about it. There's something there. But it's a real mess when you start looking at all these people, Cal. So we're going to bring all these people into the courtroom, get them to testify. It's going to be a very interesting court case, maybe one of the most interesting cases ever. You know, I think you're right. It, it uh, <clears throat> Putting uh, my own uh, passion, if you will, or interest in the subject aside, this is unprecedented. It's never been done before. I can only imagine what it must be like to be some of these uh, characters. Now they know they're going to be put under oath, under penalty of perjury. There's discovery now. There's a legal process involved. There's a finite clock that is now ticking. Uh, And, of course, once those court documents are available shortly to the public, the media is going to be all over this because the cat's out of the bag. Let's be honest. Yeah, one thing I want – yeah, one thing I want to make clear on your show, and you've done a great job, Cal. We have a great association, you know, but I think in this particular case, you're doing just a real great job as a journalist. I believe, when, no problem. I believe when this court case uh, begins, one of the first things my lawyer is going to bring to the attention of the jury is there are three main areas. There's Joe's, uh, Bob, there's Joe's, Bob, we've got about 10 seconds. Uh, it's, it's your call. Uh, can you continue this for a few minutes on the other side or... Are you able to wrap it up? Because we're about out of time. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's author of a fascinating book, Amen. 
It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.future. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of God, amen.com. You have heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV. Plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back to the third segment here on Cal's Corner Radio Show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. My name is Cal Korf and I'm your host. And once again, the executive producer of the show is the one and only Rob McConnell. Now, folks, I've been saying that Rob Kiviev was only going to be here for one segment. He's generously still here because, as usual, physics always wins. And uh, we've got to let him finish explaining his important points here. And we wouldn't dare cut him off because that would just be a crime against humanity. So, Bob, go ahead and go. <laughs> well, if any listeners have heard the story before, I just have to give the, the, the full review so we know where we're headed. But I want to summi- summarize where we were a minute ago. There's no doubt there are three main areas the court case will get into. That's the company that I work for called InterNASA. Then there's the company called To The Stars Academy, which has a lot of the same, or at least one major player, if not two. The two players would be Hal Putoff and Kit Green. These people are in some way or another associated with the activities of To The Stars Academy. There's also now an overlap into what they called Skinwalker Ranch for many years. And Bob Bigelow, who was actually the person Harry Reid got all the money more or less geared toward to try to do some of this really newfangled research and all the things that we covered last time I was on your show. So all I can say is – Bob, just a second. Real quickly, are you aware that today that Harry Reid apparently had told – uh, George Knapp, as usual, that he now wants all that data declassified from that project. Are you aware that he's he's has done this? I can't even keep up with what this guy is doing because it seems so strange that he would be so eager to get Bob Bigelow these uh, monies, if you will, twenty yeah. million or more, right. and then the research looks so flimsy 
uh, claims like building warehouses for UFOs that we joke last for UFO parts or things that have fallen off, you know, UFO, whatever, that basically might fit into a shoebox if, if they're lucky. I have no idea why you build warehouses. It's right. almost com- comical at some point. So when you mention Harry Reid and you mention that whole activity and you mention the guy was, that's really promoting it all, George Knapp, you have to wonder why would George, a very solid journalist, become more of a PR director? Why is that? Why won't you ask the hard questions like you're asking and like I'm asking and which the court case will be asking, which is I, where is this money? Why was it used? And all that stuff. I agree, Bob. In fact, I want you to know that I have contacted today uh, the station that uh, NAP uh, works for. I let them know about uh, the fact that your paperwork has been filed. It's official. And it's, I've been spreading it around because it's a fact. And as a fellow journalist like yourself, I think Knapp has a lot to answer for. I really do. Well, look, I'm, I, I, I think I'll leave that to you. And I think I, I've had a good association with him over the years, and I want to kind of leave it somewhat in that way. But I think there's no doubt a lot of questions have to start to be asked here. Like, why are there no real hard questions being asked about the amount of money that went to Bob Bigelow and now the individual who's also now running Skinwalker Ranch, there seems mm-hmm. to be this idea of experimentation with money that is sometimes from our own taxpayer dollars. And when mm-hmm. we're looking at taxpayer dollars, then we really care. And so that's where this whole thing goes. But I don't want anyone confused. The three areas of concern to me are, one, the salary arrears I'm owed, two, how To the Stars Academy sort of ran with this idea that Joe had been developing for over a decade or more. And how is it that Hal Putoff and Kit Green, the same characters that were involved with Joe back in 2009-2010 with the present owner of Skinwalker Ranch, how is it possible that that is not something to be looked into? That is a very fascinating thing. Why are always the same characters circling this area? It's very odd to me. So when you look into that, so the court case will dig in. And the main point is that if this company called InterNASA that I worked for for over a year can't get its funding and there are other people out there like to the, to the Stars Academy taking money in from people, everyday people, from their attempts to gather money, I think someone needs to look into this. And so the court case will surely do that. You've made a beautiful summary of those three points. Thank you very much. Uh, I think that people even, <clears throat> excuse me, who have a casual interest in the UFO field would agree that this is literally unprecedented. I don't care how competent you are at Google. You will not find other cases similar to this. People like Ron Pendolfi, Hal Putoff, they're not used to being put under oath. And, of course, everyone will be put under oath to go ahead and get to the truth. And that is what ultimately matters. Hey, there's one other thing I wanted to add if I have a minute here. Do I have a Absolutely. Minute? You've got uh, seven more minutes. Well, the, the individual that was more or less uh, feigning that he wanted to take this company uh, uh, under his wing and put his money into the company and bring his law firm into it and have the law firm actually be like the business entity that would run the company in many ways or handle the business activities – This is Daniel Marriott we're talking about. Why would a former congressman in Utah, why would he want to be so involved in the development of anti-gravity research to the point where he really want to create a little monopoly for himself and tell people, you know what, I don't want you getting any, you know, telling the owner of the company, Joe Fermage, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to have anyone else invest. It must be me only. And if I can't be the only investor, then I'm not going to invest. Why did he need to have that kind of control? And when he took that kind of control, then why didn't he put his money in? And by not putting his money in, one has to start looking at this and saying, is this a flytrap? And a flytrap is a loosely worded kind of idea where, you know, the government gets involved with business people. And before you know it, or the operatives for the government, let's say, intelligence community, and they bring people into a certain operation, if you will. And it's mm-hmm. just—it's really just created to just get a, you know, like a flypaper. You know, we're all stuck together. Nothing necessarily happens. People waste their time, get stressful, lives are affected, sometimes ruined. There are many examples of these fly traps. And if that's what this is, then I think that needs to be revealed in court. And who's ever culpable for that should not only be compensating me for the time and energy that I put in and the salary arrears that I now am owed via contract, 
But I also think they have a lot of apologizing to do to people. And in the UFO community, as you know, in the area of unexplained, you know, kind of like science and all of that, there's a lot of this tomfoolery that goes on. And I think I'll be doing the one thing I think that anyone should, should be doing if they have the opportunity, clear it up, get it exposed, and, get, and let's move on so that our children and their children don't have to deal with this crap for years to come. I agree with you 110%, Bob. In fact, uh, in the decades that you and I have known each other, we've talked about the day where we feared that this blind lack of critical thinking, this conspiracy mindset would reach a point that it became mainstream in our culture. And now we see it uh, probably epitomized in the form of the polarization of, of politics today, where uh, there's over 20% of the young generation who's not sure that uh, the earth is round, even though they use Google Earth. They think it's an animation. It's Absolutely. ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. Good point, and I think it's something we could talk about in the future, a future show. What does this mean in a world where conspiracies have been turned on their head, literally the idea of conspiracy theory, and uh, we can get into that. But as of right now, just to keep it simple, this mm -hmm. is sort of a culmination of all my, all my work in the area of, of UFOs, unexplained phenomena, alternative uh, sciences and propulsion, and all the things I've looked into for years – this is a culmination to try to get some kind of, you know, blue dye test here and get, get clear what's going on. Absolutely. And I think that uh, the world of journalism owes you a huge favor for it because, like you, I was aghast, just flabbergasted and just frustrated to see the New York Times coverage on this where they essentially said, you know, here's something that is basically making our pilots look like fools. We don't know where it is. We don't know where it came from. Have a nice day. It's like, whoa, exactly. hold. That doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. And then the lack of follow up. And, and the whole thing, I did not know until you uh, gave me that uh, inside information about how they had actually launched it first online. Well, that, that would have been the first thing if I had known that fact earlier that sure. that would they, have been they, a smell they, of rat. Yeah they, you know? yeah, they launched it in such a way online that's such a weird thing. They actually conflated videos that weren't from the same case in, in 2004, and mm -hmm. we had to do the research at my company and figure out the New York Times that put video together, and we had to separate. One was from 2004. Another piece of video was from 2015. Before anyone else had found that out, we did. One thing I want to say before we end tonight, Cal. Sure, sure. One particular, one particular network is interested in maybe having me come on and do a TV series where I'm going to knock down the doors in Washington, figure out what's going on at Capitol Hill with this stuff. The stuff. Mm -hmm. The Senate Armed Services Committee. I want to repeat that again. The Senate Armed Services Committee has had people come and give – somewhat testimony of some kind. They're interested in all these things that have happened, allegedly the Nimitz case in 2004, the New York Times wrote about, the mm -hmm. 2015 case that we believe is the, uh, the, the Roosevelt, uh, possibly aircraft carrier groups uh, sightings they had. Mm -hmm. but, the, but the Senate Armed Services Committee seems to be, want to be very secretive. They don't want anyone to know. Well, I got news for you. I have now interviewed a guy who watched 12 minutes or 10 or 12 minutes of a video that appears to be the long version of the Nimitz case while he was still on the ship back in 2004, the ship called the Princeton that received hmm. all the video. And wow. he is going to be someone I'm interviewing at the, uh, I'll be talking to him at like a panel discussion at the uh, UFO Megacon conference coming up in Laughlin, Nevada in March, March 26th, 7th, that period of time. People should know something very major is happening at that event. And I'm going to be speaking, bringing all the stuff out, including about my case. So just so you know, Cal, a lot's happening. And the Senate Armed Services Committee, they're going to be hearing from me very shortly about this new individual that should be interviewed by them. And I'm not quite sure why they're so secretive. They're supposed to be our, you know, our, our Armed Services Committee for the, right. for the United States citizens of America. And I can't even get these people to call me back on the phone. There's a guy named Kirk McConnell, who's a staffer there who has been discovered as pulling people in. And this is the guy who doesn't answer any phone calls. You leave a message over at the, uh, at the uh, you know, communications person's uh, line. She doesn't answer you. That's not cool. You know, Cal, journalists, they should be talking yeah. to us, right? They exactly. Right, okay, you. thank you, Bob. Right. We've got to take a break here. My pleasure. Bye, guys. All right, take care.
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. LTV.com. Are we back? Okay. Yep. Welcome. Welcome back to the fourth and final segment here on Cal's Corner Radio here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. My name is Cal Korf, and I'm your host once again, and the executive producer of the show is Rob McConnell. Uh, Bob Kiviat is here for the whole show, thankfully, and he's here to join us for the fourth and final segment. Bob, before we bring you back on here, I want to um, mention something again to put this in perspective for people who probably don't follow the UFO field in general, but they may have heard or uh, remember the New York Times uh, story because, again, it received a lot of coverage. Once again, your lawsuit is going to put under oath and penalty of perjury some people who have been involved. There's some big names here in the UFO field and the paranormal for years. Their involvement goes back decades. And in the case of uh, either potentially Kit Green or certainly Ron Pendolfi, here you've got people involved with the CIA at some very high levels. Uh, Pandolfi's involvement uh, was first uh, leaked many years ago when uh, his name surfaced uh, in relation to a scandal that was uh, involving some national security issues, leaking uh, technology via Hughes Aerospace to the Chinese, which allowed them to develop international uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles, improving their accuracy and so on. So there's no question as far as who Pandolfi is, what is pedigree, pedigree is excuse me but the weird <laughs> weird thing is for most people is what does this ufo thing have to do with this scientist where does this come from talk about a left turn so you're going to have him under yes. and this right. is unprecedented it's an interesting thing because you can understand why the cia might have looked at the ufo field as sort of a uh, a prism by which they could see if the russians or the chinese were looking at our aerospace uh, issues because a lot of the UFO believers and researchers stay focused on our rockets and our space fairing areas because UFOs have been seen in the sky and, in, and allegedly by astronauts in outer space. So, you know, there's a lot of this uh, overlap between UFO research and spying on people 
who may be looking at our own UFO researchers like the Chinese and the Russians. So I think Pendolfi has a legitimate uh, reason to be keeping one foot in maybe both areas, as you pretty much pointed out. But I think no one's ever been able to bring him into a courtroom and say, tell us the truth about these things. So by not paying my salary or having my salary paid, I don't say that Ron or Pendolfi himself would have been responsible for making payments to me. He was acting, I think, in a very much like a supporter of the company, a science advisor, a governmental member who may be bringing the company into maybe, let's say, you know, to the military establishment to see if the machine he was building, Joe was building, could be developed into a much more advanced version of what it is right now. So those issues are going to be what we look at in the court case. We're going to be asking, you know, these people under oath to explain their interest, to explain their, their belief, to explain what the, what the meaning is. Why would he be interested in this particular, particular company, Joe Firmage's technology? And uh, on the other end of it, if monies were going to be paid, let's say, uh, to people like me for the work I've done, why wouldn't they look out for guys like me? Why am I the guy who has to take the, the hit for their lack of organizational uh, uh, planning and whatnot? I signed a bona fide contract. It took me away from my usual uh, method of earning an income. And so I actually went out there and talked to the media the networks on both coasts of the United States, New York and Hollywood, and I spoke well of all these people. Why would they not make sure that my salary, my contracted salary, was paid? I'll answer it for us. They don't seem to care. There's like a uh, kind of a very an arrogance, if you will, that people like me could be treated this way. Well, I think, Cal, they have the wrong guy because I have a good law I have a, more than one lawyer. I have worked in Hollywood for many, many years. I've seen these kinds of actions from Hollywood people. I would never expect these actions from people involved in the government, and I would never expect it from people of a high level like a former congressman, Daniel Marriott. I would not expect them to be so flippant with my energy, my time, my expertise. It's, it stinks is what I want to say. It stinks. I understand. In fact, uh, when you and I uh, reconnected, uh, when I heard of, when I saw the coverage on the Tucker Carlson show of this uh, Tic Tac case, uh, and you and I then reconnected independent of that, and uh, I found out that they had done this to you, my first thought was they messed with the wrong guy because for them to even try to pull this off with someone, and and I know you very well, and I've also worked with you on some of your shows, and I. I view it as an honor to have been on some of those shows. I'll never forget what it was like to work on World's Greatest Hoaxes, just to cite <laughs> one example, uh, going under there, getting uh, Meyer's wife to admit that he is a hoaxer and all that other stuff. I mean, you and I will have to you know, come on Rob's show and, and talk about it at some point in detail. But sure. the point is, sure. uh, this this is never, I mean, it, I was thinking, what are they thinking? They're, they're opening a can of worms. They, they can't win this because, uh, I mean, it, it, it's one thing to mess with some other researchers, which, which they've done. I'm not putting them down, but they just don't have – they're just not you. I'll just put it that way. And when I heard that they had done <laughs> well, this with you, I had to ask you, you. You gave me the inside story. We put two and two together, did the article. Uh, can't thank you enough. Now it's going to court on behalf of hopefully the free world, for lack of a better term, and doing what's right. <laughs> and we're going to get transparency and hopefully accountability if the government does its job. Right. And I think at some point, Cal, you hit a very, very important point. They have done this before to other people. But when they knew that a guy of my background, as in the acumen of, a, of an investigative journalist for the networks, they should have realized that I'm working on many levels. I'm doing my job for the company. I'm doing my job for the people I'm, I'm, I've, I've signed a contract to perform for and even develop media, develop TV programs and get them approved by networks, but also be a communications guy for the company and develop that. When they knew I was involved, they should have cut the bullshit. But unfortunately, they seem to have a pattern of treating people in this kind of poor way. And I must tell you, that'll all come out of trial. There's a propensity for treating people badly. The trouble is they just treated the wrong guy badly. Yeah, it's a, it, it also, again, comes back to a very binary issue. We know that Pandolfi does work or has worked with CIA long time, security clearance, so on. Anybody who works with the CIA who has that kind of a clearance in the record that he does, 
to be able to be involved in a scam or a fraud to mislead the public, either again he's doing it as an individual or he's under orders, either either answer, it's of interest and it demands an answer and it demands accountability because let's say he's yeah. gone, he's doing it as an individual. Then the inspector general as well as the human resources department of, of CIA needs to know about that. The uh, Any complaint along that lines would include your court document saying look at one of, what one of your guys is doing. Either he's following orders or he's he's got some issues and because he knows secrets, you may want to know about this. I mean it's so obvious. That's why I don't understand why – they insist on going down this road with you. It makes no sense to me. Well, they may have just tried something one, one time too many. It looks like Ron Gandolfi's claim is that he was helping Joe as a personal friend. He was looking out for Joe because of their association for many years. Well, that, does, that doesn't sound right. I mean, but nobody you, in the government working. But you have given – this is – you know, people have said for weeks now since we've been covering the story, when's he going to do it? Is it all talk? Is it all talk? You know, what they need to understand, and I've seen it, and you've done the right thing, and it does take patience and persistence. You're to be commended for it. You have given them every single reasonable chance to come clean and settle this and avoid the whole court thing, and yet they're, like, just don't seem to care. Well, yeah, the latest is, just to sum it up for tonight, that they're still working on the technology. They're working around the clock right now. Uh, Ron's giving two exact opposite messages. One, he's just helping as a friend, but then having his operative live at Joe's house, get daily reports, and now they're talking about the machine being ready for another round of testing. So that's a complete, you know, countering. <laughs> one, one kind of counteracts the other. It's like, so my lawyer is going to bring this all to bear in court, and we'll figure it all out. But the bottom line is they owe me for the time. They owe me for per contract, and that's what the court – the jury is going to be hearing that. Here in California – the case is filed in California – and the jury in California will be the ones to hear all. But the good news is, Cal, we're going to get to some of the bottom of the mystery of what the government knows about these things, what the truth of it really is. It's going to be a hell of a story when we start getting into it. I agree no matter what the final verdict is because what ultimately matters, and I'm sure you agree, you know, we've known each other long enough. You say it in your shows. What matters is, is the truth, even if we don't like that Absolutely. truth. What matters is that we get it, yeah, for sure. Bob, yeah, is there I, any... I will find out a lot. Yeah, real quickly, we've got two minutes left. Is there anything else you want to uh, say before we go here? And again, thank you for being on the show tonight. No problem. Uh, my, my, my damages are severe for the time I put in, but I do look at it like I'm sort of an embedded journalist. I took this mission on. I knew that either way it would, would be something I needed to pursue. The fact that there's kind of screwing me about my salary, well, that's a little problem for sure. Big problem. But I want to make sure everyone realizes I'm always on the path of the truth. And if that requires me to have a lawsuit in court that the country is looking at, fine with me. Whatever it takes, Cal, to get the truth. I think you've said it beautifully. Thank you. Um, again, yeah. folks, this is just the beginning. Uh, his uh, lawsuit documents have been filed. There will be a case number issued. They will be available publicly online. And then uh, it'll get very interesting from here. As a journalist myself, I promise you, and I've said it before, that the moment that that uh, document is available to the public, I will be contacting through the front door, because I've always promised you I'll go through the front door straight up on this, the HR department and the inspector general of CIA and some other entities that logically would be looking into this the moment any lawsuit of this nature was filed. And Bob Kiviat happens to be the person to have done it. And thank you again, Bob, for joining us. We'll be back next week. My pleasure, Cal. Have a good night. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. 
Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 